Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. We are talking running psychos, some more bloody races, getting lost, guess who, uh, dog fear, and a classic quiet summer week for news. Aww. I feel like we do this every year. We get to summer and it's like, oh, nothing's really happening. So yeah, Get ready for the 10 minute podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. See if we can break our PP from last time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's talk about the last episode. Uh, talking to saving race photos. I realized I forgot to share an important detail on the 600 plus photos I have of myself running, which is that they are all titled with the race or park run name and the date. That's too much. No, see, I am doing a big favour to Future Stew. For once, Future Stew is coming out of this well. Usually that guy gets screwed over. But I will very much appreciate this in the future when I'm looking back on all those photos that look the same. And I'll know it's Grangemore Park Run from the 11th of October 2019. That's a useful thing that I might need to know at some point. You'll know, but why will you care? I just assume I will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I literally, I I, I usually, I look at, race photos usually on my phone as well i do have like i'm on a, a computer all day but i usually just look on my phone so i just, I just save them to my camera roll so i'm definitely not organized it's not even like kept on a computer it's just like yep saved my camera roll that's it Aww. yeah well when i did post this i post like a screenshot of the folder of like hundreds of these uh things and of course the majority of the comments i had were criticizing my choice of date formatting and the kind of inconsistencies that were in there um, so I, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about my date formatting. It's something, to be fair, it's something I do feel very passionately about. And I admit it was wrong in some occasions. And I will, I was going to say I'll, I'll rectify it, but I won't because there's too many and I don't think I can be bothered. The only person who admitted going further than this was Phil Patterson, who not only has saved all of his photos with the race name, he also includes what section of the course he was on at the time. <laughs> that's too much. That is next level that, psychopath. That's weird. I'm sorry, but that's... That's weird. <laughs> the section of the corner, like, it's nice to know which race, but do you do you need to know mile 18, corner, whatever the street that is? I mean, you, you'll just know that if you look at it, surely. Yeah. Jen Harding, friend of the podcast, also got in touch and said, when I first started running after browsing photos from races, I created an album called Runners Who Could Be Serial Killers. I had to give up because there were too many. Jen, this is falling within the category of People who save pictures of other people running, and that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, but and also you're creating a rod for your back there because you are you're going to get a big folder very quickly. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a possibly a, a large crossover. It's always the runners that find the bodies in the morning, isn't it? Funny that. It is. Mm, yes. Uh, it's also been good to get back up from a few of our listeners on cheap shit flapjacks as the ultimate ultra fuel, including Gabby. Naya, who buys them by the box. and I resp- box. I've got a lot of respect for that. I haven't gone that far. I just go to the petrol station and buy five at a time and I wonder if the person behind the counter thinks something strange. Mm, I, I just think they're too stodgy. No such thing. They're too much. They're, they're, they're too much. Like I, I like I said in the last podcast, I've had them for lunch before. That's that's too much. Like Not, not even the whole flapjack. I have sort of three quarters of it and I have to put it away in my bag because it's too much. Well, you're only like two-thirds size of a normal person, so I suppose that is a bit much for you. It's true. I need like a child's portion. Yeah, you're only on like 1,100 calories a day just to be <laughs> through. I mean, you. I should be, but I'm not. But... <laughs> uh, let's have a tea update instead. Ooh. We are partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, which means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking if you like the sound of it. You can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on some links and buy some tea. Amy, what tea should people buy? Uh, probably not the one I'm drinking because I'm not a huge fan of it. I've oh. got, uh, yeah, well, I've Great. got cherry cola bottles and it's all right. It's like a, it was one of their festive ones, one of their Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Are cherry before, cola bottles festive? Apparently, yeah. I don't, I don't okay. get that either. We're really slight. Bird and Blender, fantastic. Please go buy their teas. Um, but yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not usually a fan of teas where the main ingredient is things like apple and hibiscus, which is a lot mm-hmm. of the more herbly teas. Now, some people really like that, but it's just not my sort of tea. Um, but that said, it is drinkable. And for saying I don't like that sort of taste, you know, sort of, I can drink it. So it's not that bad. Um, so yeah, so I'm drinking cherry cola bottles. If you're into your apple, hibiscusy, herbal type teas, you'll probably like this one. 
See, we're not corporate shills. We're not pulling, you know, we're not dragging the company line at all times. I will we're tell honest. you straight up. I'll tell you straight up when the tea smells of cat piss. I'll tell you straight up when it's it's really good to invest in it, you know. And that's probably why no one's buying the tea anymore. <laughs> yeah, it could be. What are you drinking? I've treated myself to a cheeky chai latte, a hot cross bun. I've still got hot cross bun uh, chai hanging around in my cupboard. It's one of those ones that's so good. When I look at it, I think, oh, I'll save that. And I, what, what am I saving it for? Hmm. What, I, I don't know. know what I'm doing. What am I saving this for? I'm not, I'm not going to give it to anyone else. It's not for a special occasion. I'm not going to like, oh, it's Christmas. I'll have my nice tea. No, I've just been saving it for some reason. And I've had it. And it's just, it's amazing. I love it. I love um, mm. hot cross bun, spicy chai latte. Oh. That does sound amazing. That sounds like a proper Christmassy tea as well. Eastery tea. Not co- Not like cola bowls. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I always guess. think chai is like kind of like the spices yeah. are kind of crispy. warm spices yeah warm spices festive love it uh what have you been up to ah oh, so first off i went to do a recce of the edam because that's that's what you're supposed to do when you do ultra races you're supposed to like go and run some of the course beforehand um i don't know why i do know why <laughs> it just seems pointless to me like you know but but i went for a recce because the very nice Bernadette McCarthy offered me a lift up to the Brecon Beacons to run this recce. So just drove you up there, yeah, so you go for a bit of a run. Just drove me up there, yeah. Just drove me up, dropped me off at the side of the road, went for a coffee, picked me up again a few hours she's later. Nice. Oh, she's yeah. So shout out to Bernie. She's uh, she's fantastic. So yeah, went up to see this recce. Had the uh, route on my watch. Couldn't find the start of the route for some reason. Now, I did say on Instagram when I post about this, it was a GPS hiccup. And it was because the route was sort of directing me into a field. And I ended up, well, it was this massive field of, well, it's like sort of three fields joined together on a very steep hill. And I must have gone around this field twice. Um, quite stressed as well because I couldn't work out whether I was supposed to be in the field because it was like one of those weird situations where you sort of feel like you do have access because all the gates are very easy to open and there was a sign a bit further down the road that says there was a trail but then when you're actually in the field there's no actual trail or evidence of other people walking across it is that because you're the only other person who's run there because you were lost before yeah. you'd even started yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think it Jeez. i don't, I don't see, think i don't think it sees much footfall um so i was very stressed because i could see because it's up a massive fucking hill this field i could see like the farm down below as well and i was thinking is the farmer looking at me and are they going to come out with their gun or something and go, get off my land and all this um so yeah so it was quite stressful 40 minutes i was lost in this field <laughs> <laughs> and uh i think uh our instagram reposted the the screen cap i took of my of my map which is just like a little square going round several yeah. times before joining the trail which was pretty much parallel to the field you see i saw it on strava before you posted about it and i saw the route and i saw you know the kind of it was a kind of point to point route but i could mm. see it was all a bit squiggly at the beginning so i tapped on it zoomed right in i was like the fuck has she done there <laughs> she's got lost at the beginning <laughs> thing is so, so doubling was- back and going the other way and then going back that way again then try and go and loop around the field and kind of going yeah. that way but then getting to go oh, god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when I got to the, the... I had to literally go back on myself. And I got back to the start uh, on this sort of forest trail, which is where I'd, I was standing at the very beginning. And my GPS was like, yeah, yeah, it's straight ahead. Whereas when I first got out of the car and was stood there, it was like, no, no, you need to go left. Hard left, hard left, right here, hard left, into this field. And no, it was just it was just having a moment. And um, yeah, I just carried on the normal woodland trail which made absolute sense rather than going round and round a sheep field ended up in a sort of what I thought might be a trail because I was convinced this trail was in this field and I ended up down like a proper ditch like it was something they dug out for like water or something to I don't don't know I don't know how farmers sort out their fields but it was almost a man-made ditch that had a load of water at the bottom and I was like what am I in here and sort of this, it was probably about five foot, this, this ditch that I'd cr- pretty much crawled into because it was running absolutely parallel with the, the trail itself. So, so yeah, added like 40 minutes on. I think I added a mile and a half onto the, onto the route. I went, I went around a field for a mile and a, <laughs> mile and a half. So, uh, so yeah, that was my recce of the Edom. I spoke to the race director, Reese, um, 
early today because he did his usual call to see how everyone's doing a week before and he's like oh I saw you do the recce and I said yeah I got a bit lost he's like yeah I saw that he said well we've changed the start of the race anyway so you won't get lost I was like great yeah, and also there'll be like 200 other people there yeah so yeah still, you'll still probably be okay line. Yeah, still yeah. at the start line as well. So I'll know where the start line is. And I would love going. if everyone went one way and you just turned around and started running the other way, looking said, at your no. wrist. Yeah, saying, no, no. It says hard left here. I need to take a hard left. So, oh, yeah. So that was the first run where I got lost. Impressive. So that's, that's a strong start for your, your ultra next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, then last Saturday, I was going to try and do my last long run. Well, it was kind of an impromptu trying my last long run because I didn't feel too good that morning. Um, so I went out for sort of a shorter run with Pippin. Um, so I went, we went in the car, I went with Freya, um, just like a local trails near us and she was walking Finley and I went for a run with Pippin and the plan was to meet back at the car, um, after like an hour. So I ran for a bit and then I started to feel quite good. So I was like, oh, you go back home and I'll run home. I'll find my way home. I will run home. There is a very easy way I could run home. There would only be 200 bit miles, but I'm like, no, no, I'm going to try a new route. I'm going to try this new route, and I know that these two routes must connect somehow. Wait, I know they must connect. Yeah, they, they must do. They must do because they're really close to each other. Bear in, we don't. That's need a to certain worry. maybe you had there. They must connect to each other, and we don't need to worry about things like rivers running through them um, or a roads. Like mm-hmm. you just, you know, they, you can see on the map they're really close. So yeah, so as you might, so firstly, my first goal was to try and find this hill fort and church that I, I could see some people had commented on some on um, all trails or whatever that app's called and saying there's this hill fort and this there's this church at the end of this road. So I went to find that. Didn't didn't find that obviously did didn't find that. Um, so I'm just looking at your Strava from yeah. that because I saw you said you how you missed the hill fort. You were about thirty meters away from it. You ran straight past it. I know, I know. I know I was. I know. I know. I know I realised that when I got home. Um, so missed that, uh, but but my goal had changed by that point. I wasn't thinking about the hill fort. I was thinking I'm going to make this amazing route where I'm going to get home. I'm going to connect all these trails and all these different runs I do and just connect them into one big run. Ended up on this housing estate. Sort of got trapped in the housing estate because I was going just just heading vaguely towards where I thought I was meant to be going, vaguely towards home. Um, came to a complete dead end because there's mm-hmm. like a major road that that goes through so i couldn't you know i can get across ended up going back ended up going through a housing estate had no idea where i was going google maps sort of thing got to a place i thought i knew a park um ended up so there was there's the river the river ely that runs for people familiar with cardiff that runs through this area and i needed to be on the other side the river be on the ely trail headed towards the river and at that point, I didn't know which side the river I was on. Got to the riverbank. I'd gone through these woods where there's there's no no one around. I'd, I'd gone through these bits of bit of wood, and then I ended up by the side of the river where somebody had made like a makeshift little um hat, some little hat like huts, like something straight out of yeah. a horror film, like straight out of like the cabin or something like these little huts. And these two guys were fishing there, and they'd sort of put up all these signs. It's like no trespassing and all this. And there's me and Pippin coming like stumbling out of these woods, and they both sort of looked around at me at the same time just stared at me and i was like no this isn't good this is this is how horror films start isn't it i mean they're, they're probably fine they might listen to the podcast and be like oh you know we're runners too but um the vibes were just a bit off uh so yeah so that was a no-go I had to go all the way around so i eventually got to a point where i could cross the river finally finally got onto a bit of bit of the route that i knew and i knew the way home from there at this point, by the way, I hadn't brought any water with me because I thought I was mm-hmm. only going out for an hour. So I was like really, really thirsty. It was fucking raven walk all over again. I was really thirsty. Pippin's like standing in a nice big puddle having a drink. And I'm like, could I drink that? Like, would I die if I drink, drink that? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. So I was already feeling a bit shit. And like I said, before that, I, I was feeling not too good that day anyway. Um, I should add that Freya had rung me probably twice over this time saying are you okay i'm like yes i'm fine i'm fine she's like you don't sound okay do you want me to come pick you up and i'm like no no i will get home i'm fine um so i got to this bit where, where i knew i could get home and it was probably about four miles home at this point i'd done almost seven miles um 
And then at that point, I started to feel really, really unwell. Like, I couldn't carry on running. It was just a combination of everything. And as soon as, pretty much as soon as I started feeling unwell, Freya called me again. She's like, I'm in the car. I'm around the corner. I'm picking you up. (laughs) (laughs) I must have sounded just completely, like, out of it when she called me. Like, no, no, I will continue. I will continue to run. I will. And then I was like, I need to get off the phone because I need to look at my maps because I don't know where I am. And she's like, yeah, she, she would call me and like, I'm around the corner, just wait and I'll come pick you up. And I, oh, that's I'm handy. Yeah. yeah. Someone that comes to pick you up when you don't even want to be picked up until you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I could go one of those. I think she knew that um, it wasn't going well. So yeah, so that was like a failed, failed long run. I've never had a failed long run where I've had to be rescued before. And I was having this whole thing in my head as well about the water. I was like, okay, I was on my phone looking for where the nearest Starbucks was was because I knew that I could take Pippin in Starbucks and there wasn't one for ages and then I was working out because I was coming to an area of like shops but no like yeah, you, you're cafes. in the wrong area town for a Starbucks yeah yeah so and then I was thinking because I knew there was like a co-op or something I was thinking okay so do I like because I've got no cash on me do I like ask somebody if they'd please buy me a drink and then I can like transfer them the money on my phone? Of course, or, yeah, because like, you got Pippin with you. So I, was, I just yeah. thought, yeah, you went past some shops, but of course you yeah. can't always take your dog in, can you? Exactly. Oh. I was like proper. If I could, if I could have gone into a shop and got a drink, I probably would have been fine to carry on. I think that's what made me feel really unwell. But um, mm. yeah, it was. It it became a survival exercise. And when I got <laughs> home, Freya's like, "How can a Saturday morning run that was supposed to be like a nice hour relax turn into this whole sort of survival exercise?" Through Cardiff. She still doesn't know you well, then, apparently. No, 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 exactly. So, so yeah, that was it. That's, that's been my bullshit, is two runs where I, I got lost, basically. <laughs> so your two final long runs before your biggest, ridiculousest ultra ever have yeah. basically failed. Yeah, yeah, got lost, became unwell, had to be rescued. Yep, yep. <laughs> Amazing. Great, yeah. We anyway. wouldn't have it any other way, would we? No, no, exactly. Anyway, what have you been up to? (laughs) I spoke about the rabbit run last time and how excited I was because it was absolutely pissing it with rain while we were recording last time. Went out there and it was dry. It was completely dry. Like the ground was solid. Like whatever rain had fell had just like slipped straight off it. Sun had come out, dried everything up. I was so disappointed. I was so unhappy. I wanted it to be an absolute shit show and it was not. And so I went out and uh, I started straight away. Started quite quick because there was someone else there whose time I looked at for last year was only a few minutes ahead of mine. Well, the last time I'd done it, I thought, you know what? I think I could go for that time. So I'll just see if I can go out with this guy to start. Uh, of course, I forgot that last year it was over 30 degrees on a Saturday evening. So uh, people, everyone really, really badly suffered. And he's obviously quite a lot quicker than that. Um, so I ran with him for about a mile. And then from that point, I had a really shit time for about... So that was like the first mile, I don't know, eight, nine minutes or something, because there's quite a lot of hills. Um, So no, maybe 10, 12 minutes in until 50 minutes, I felt like absolute shit. It was horrendous. Um, I just started so, so stupidly. Like, as I got to the first water station, one of our really quick runners from my club came past me and I said hello. And I'm like, shit, what... And I think she looked a bit confused, like, what are you doing here? Why am I overtaking you? And then just like gradually throughout the race, people who are so much quicker than me just overtook me. And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't be ahead of you. I shouldn't be ahead of you. And they just disappeared into the distance. I think all thinking like, what was Stu doing so far ahead? I don't quite know. I understand what happened there. Um, so, yeah, that was it was I did uh, do a quicker time than my previous one. Which last time I did, it was like seven years ago. But yeah, I did, I did do it a little quicker. And that was nice. But that was as much as I could do, but I have to remember next time I'm not as good as I think I am, surprisingly. If that course, because it had two river crossings and down a massive sand dune, if the race had been all sand dune and river crossings, I think I possibly would have won. Unfortunately, it was the like 10 and a half miles in between all those uh, was where I went backwards Mm. quite badly. Down the sand dune, I overtook at least 12 people, um, by the time I got to the bottom, my heart rate was 199 and I backed off a bit and they all just overtook me again. And again, disappeared into the distance. So it was fun going down that, but stupid because it, it wore me out quite badly for the rest of it. On the start line, there was a very strange thing. And this is a brand new one to me. I wonder if anyone else has had this one. We were warned about a goshawk in the woods. What's a goshawk? A type of hawk. Oh, I've, I've never Bird heard of it. prey. 
Yeah, we would. Uh, it wasn't doing anything. I think it was just like screeching really loudly. And so for some reason, the race director said, oh, you know, there is a goshawk screeching loudly in the woods, but don't worry, I think it'll be fine. I'm like, first, I don't think we need to be warned about that. I mean, a screeching bird in the woods, that's pretty normal, but that's a brand new one to me. Did you hear it? I think so, but I'm not exactly sure which set of woods he meant because there's quite a lot of woods. It's a very woody run. Um, so yeah, that was that was strange. Um, there was also a nice cow field we went right through the middle of and they were maybe 10 metres either side of us. Probably less than that, actually. Uh, nice. calves and Cows and calves. Didn't give a shit about us. We were just running straight through the middle. So that was interesting. They were a lot closer than I was expecting though. I'd forgotten about that. And then towards the end, we we're running around lots of fields as well. And there were some, as we now apparently describe them, very spicy horses. Oh, I don't know why that works so well, but it really does. But there was like, I don't know, half a dozen horses, maybe more. And they they did they weren't pleased about us running through the field, but they were at least on the other side of the field running up and down the fence. Oh, okay. So they, they, so weren't, they weren't coming weren't up pleased. to you? No, no, no. Nowhere near anyone, but they were just like clearly shit, shit, shit. Or they were just like, yeah, yeah, that's all run as well. But they're just like running up and down. It's just that thing you get when you see horses running. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to keep just an eye on them as I run, just yes. in case. But yeah, they were, they were nowhere near us at least. Mm. I know I, I'm trying to sell you this race for next year. I know I've realised I'm probably not doing a great job. I mean, the hawk is fine. I will fucking nut it if it comes near me. Like, scree- <laughs> yeah, it'll, sure. it'll, it will be screeching in the woods when I'm finished with it. Uh, cows and horses, no. No. No, it'll be fine. Um, so yeah, great run. Uh, really, really fun race. Yeah, the river crossings were fantastic. I really enjoy those. Uh, I did really well. Again, I just like splashed. There was, it was maybe just like mid thigh height on me and I just kind of ran through it really quick and like did really high knees and just splashed my way through it which of course you do that if you run with really high knees and then pulling your feet out of water it's really really tiring so I smashed through the river overtook people and then they just overtook me again once they started running as in all races like this as soon as it gets easy everyone overtakes me because I don't actually have any decent speed so still Fun race, very much enjoy it. One to recommend if you're in South Wales. Uh, After that, only a few days after that, I think after that race, I did basically a long run. I then had two days off. And then in order to progress my training for an ultra, which is nearly 50% further than I've ever run before, I got in the car and I drove for three hours from Cardiff to Corby to run 800 metres and 1,500 metres on a track with no training. Nice. No speed training for months. Just thought, you know what, track middle distance running, that's the thing for me. And in Corby as well. Hey, it's a day off work, so I was I was well up for doing a bit of driving. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I did have to drive all the way to Corby, which is a really long way, yeah. as it turns out. Yeah. Um, I did 800 and 1500 metres, which I thought would be fun. And it kind of was, but I did finish last in both of them, oh. which is possibly not a surprise. Um, I also went with a club mate called Johnny. And he ran the 100 and the 5,000, which is a a curious combo. He also finished last in both of those. Oh, he's quite fast as well. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is quite competitive, quite competitive, as it turns out. Um, So, yeah, I did get a, well, I got a PB 1,500 metres. First time I've ever done it. So I've put that down as a club record because no one else in the club, as far as I'm aware, has ever done a 1,500 metres. So... That's a club record. I was aiming yep. for the 800 as well, but didn't get that. But I basically ran, on, well, both of them, I ran on my own entirely because I was really, really shit commit to everyone else. I also did the javelin, which as it turns out, I'm really shit at. I saw the videos. That was, yeah. was hilarious. It's so bad. I felt pretty good doing it. And then watching the videos back, it was like, <laughs> fucking hell. It goes like Appalling. a few meters. It seems to, from the videos, it looks like it only goes a few meters and then just drops yeah well the videos were basically from behind weren't they so that's not yeah, flattering well well you know I, the fact that we could still very clearly see the javelin in view and it wasn't just a speck in the distance you know? yeah I, I think i did 21 meters and i said before okay. at school i threw 28 but it occurred to me we were clearly not using full weight javelins because oh. these ones are 800 grams which is like the full the you know the heaviest javelin at school clearly we were throwing much lighter javelins than that and i had no idea that was a thing yeah so yeah that was that was awful because i've just got no strength no upper body strength no arms and like some of the people there were proper i think the guy who won through 52 meters and you know in the grand scheme of things it's not that great but it looks really impressive because he had the run up he was obviously just really fit just solid and strong and that's just what i know you can really see from the videos when i throw up my whole body just flops 
and there's just no coordination because you know I'd never thrown a javelin so I think I did all right there's a woman there who said I've only been doing this for about a month and I'm, I'm really enjoying it I said I've been doing it for about an hour and I've just been making shit up and watching YouTube so did you get to practice then with the javelin I had one practice throw. You had one practice throw? One practice throw, because there were so many of us. They said, oh, you, you can only have one practice throw, guys, because you need to get through it. <laughs> you know, some, a few people were like, you know, taking a, a run up of like, you know, 10 feet or less. This guy was really good. He was starting in the middle of the track and then oh. coming in. So he was, he was, yeah, very, very proper. So, but unfortunately in that, I didn't even finish last. I didn't have the satisfaction of finishing last. Of finishing last. Uh, I finished fourth out of five. Oh. So when everything I finished, well, you know, I say I finished last in the hundred meters. Forgot to mention, I actually finished third in my category. So I got yeah. a medal, hey. a third place medal. Hooray for oh. me! Oh, that's my kind of that's my kind of win though. Is finishing last and winning a medal. <laughs> that is a hundred percent the way I want that to happen. Yes, definitely. It's just a bit of a shame it took the shine off in the javelin by not finishing last. Oh, actually, I did win my category for the javelin, but then all of us won our category for the javelin because we're all in different age categories. Out of, but, sorry, out of the four of us in the, but in you, the categories. you won you won your age category yeah but there is uh, in Jav oh, there is in Masters because it's an age category thing and in Masters you have to throw a certain distance in order to win a medal to stop oh. anyone just winning a medal from turning up oh so because oh, I was in the M35 yeah I was in the M35 category and I had to throw at least 32 metres to, to qualify for a medal because otherwise you could just turn up put a javelin down in front of you yeah because I have heard from people before that on various meetings, they know of people who've turned up, been the only one in their category, walked the 3,000 metres and then said, yep, my gold medal, please. <laughs> and so they've tried to put a stop to things like that because that just wasted it from time. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. And then I drove three and a half hours back nice. to Cardiff. Why not? It's a day off, isn't it? Also had a work sports day. Uh, because apparently my work do things like this. Um, Where do you work to do like a sports day? Like I, I've never, unless like, I know you don't work in a school, but like do, do other workplaces do you know, sports uh, days? Fitness and well-being, Amy, is extremely important to okay. uh, a functioning workplace. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I couldn't really be able to, I'd put myself down to it, but then I realised that would make it five races in 10 days. And in those 10 days, I think I'd done five races and a long run and nothing else. And I'm like, this is not really great training. This is just kind of exhausting myself. So I kind of, luckily, I, it was far enough away that I could run there, jog it round. Well, I thought I'd go out. I, see, I think it was only like 10 people there or something. And I thought, oh, you never know. I'll see who turns up and see what happens. Three people went past me right at the beginning. So I'm like, well, never mind. Not going to get third. So just kind of jogged it around and ran home and made it into a long run instead. Because I thought five races in 10 days is a bit much a month out from an ultra. So I love that. So because you're, you mainly work from home, it's not even like, because I, I imagine when I hear work sports day, I'm imagining like school sports day where like halfway through the day, you just get changed behind your desk, you know, you're like getting like in primary school. I'm, I think there were people doing that. <laughs> get changed behind your desk, uh, go out, your parents come and watch you and your parents might do a race as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was any... And your bosses might yeah. be there, do some, you know, some races and stuff like that. But instead yeah, it's The like... bosses race. Yeah, the bosses race. <laughs> the line managers race. <laughs> uh, yay, come on line manager, you can do it. <laughs> oh that'd be lovely no it wasn't quite like that i think there was like five aside and some archery and some other stuff going on but i just i was like yeah i'm just here to run and then i'm gonna leave i'm not i don't need to talk to anyone thanks not my style um to try and actually do some training what i thought would be a good idea is go for a walk Hmm. so you can see my training is really kind of coordinated and really kind of specialized and honed in now it sounds like my training and races just just a walk just a walk walking and races yeah. um yeah i went out for six hours i thought that would be a good idea and I, I think it was i think it was a good idea it was like 30k walk because i thought when i'm doing an ultra let's face it a lot of the time i'm out i'm gonna be walking mm-hmm. especially on when we get to the um, one in meriden in november that is a 24 hour thing the vast majority of that is going to be walking so i thought right go out spend some time on my feet eat some stuff uh, drink as much as i can do all that kind of thing and try and actually use a map. I didn't actually have a map of that area, but I've got maps on my phone. I turned off the location services so it wouldn't tell me where I was. I thought in a very basic way, at least, I can do a little bit of map reading mm. on a few places where I wasn't quite sure where we're going. So I thought that was helpful. Um, and I went with Nina. That was fantastic. She got the train over from Cardiff. We went for a nice 30k walk, dropped in my house on the way, and then back to Newport. 
And yeah, it was really, really useful just to be out for that long. I think I'm going to do it again. I might go for 40k next time to try and be out for more like eight, nine hours. Because I think, again, just trying to be out as long as possible is a good idea. Because um, I think I'm aiming for an extra ultra roaming for about 10 hours. Mm. And I, I guess a couple of hours that will probably be walking anyway. So uh, well, some of the things we saw on the way, saw lovely heron next to the canal. It was just kind of hanging out right next to us, didn't fly away or anything. So I got quite close to it for a change. Saw a kingfisher, saw lots of very lovely dogs. Saw a dinosaur in someone's front garden. Like a massive fiberglass dinosaur just in someone's front garden. Standard, yeah. Which is pretty strange. It's kind of odd things you see in... Cumbran. Like Nina stood and took a photo and she's like, oh, do you reckon they'll mind? Is it weird taking a photo of someone's garden? I'm like, if they've got a dinosaur in the garden, I'm pretty sure they're happy for people to take photos. That's no, could, you, probably... could you imagine them rushing out like, don't dare take photos of my dinosaur. <laughs> do you know I live here? How dare you? I think it's more like people walk past, they're like, sorry, do you, want, do you want to take a picture of the dinosaur? Do you want to, do you want to come and look at the... No? Okay. Oh, no, let's look at the dinosaur. Yeah, very, very strange people. Um... So yeah, that, I think that was useful training. We'll do that again. However, what I'm getting now is blisters from my light trail shoes, which I thought were really good, and now they're really bad. Um, I'm getting really nasty blisters. I literally got a blister on my blister on the mm. my insole. But I think it might be my actual insoles in my shoes that I've worn out because I have to wear insoles because I've got shit feet. Instead of fixing them, I just wear insoles. Um, I think I need to buy a new set because these look old and very skanky. So I think they're the things doing it. Because the shoes at mm. first didn't hurt my feet, but now they hurt my feet. Mm. And I'm thinking new shoes usually hurt your feet more. So yeah. I might have to buy some new insoles. Otherwise, I'll have to buy brand new shoes. And I don't want to do that because that's annoying. No, it probably is the insoles. Like, I found that the only time I've gotten blisters doing these ultras is when my shoes par- partially filled with sand during the Vogum and mm. it's just like fucked up basically where your insole is and it's sort of that sort of area it's just rubbed because it wasn't the right shape you know yeah yeah so yeah it's all on my arch so I'm thinking those insoles might have collapsed a little bit because they are mm. old they are really gross so I'll probably need some new ones uh, you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit help me buy new insoles you could donate money every month new to the list this month is Alice Newstead thank you very much Alice Speaking of the Patreon song from last time, Rachel Bullmore said, Love this episode's Patreon song, especially when the backing vocals sang Feel So Wrong as Amy sang out our names. Yeah. Like we said, it's tricky to find these karaoke tracks because they've nearly always got backing vocals on as well. Yes, and this was the only time that I've used one with backing vocals on because it, it just, it worked fine. Like, it, 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 it went fine. with it. It went with it. Whereas other times, especially the ones where there's so many backing vocals, it's like, well, it's not a fucking karaoke track now, is it? You know, the vocals I mean, are on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, perhaps we should be less picky about the uh, the content we're stealing from YouTube for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. Anyway, here's everyone that's donated this month with no backing vocals, I think. Matt H, Buck Gilmore, Nomstor Sir, Matt Jones, Andy Nichols, Dawn Shepherd, Alice Newstead, Carl Fleming, Kirk Shepherd, Gail Sir James Lambert, Andy Roberts, Burn Depp, McCarthy, Jay Powers, Woodbridge Alton, Sandra Hunter, Jezioski, Ruth, Katie, Sophie Jake, Sellit, Line, Debbie Hurley, Karen Hamilton, Martin Kaplan, Martin Josie, Matt Burroughs, Neil Denton, Carol Ryder, Catherine Fenton, David Owen, Jenny Tamasepi, Sophie Nichols, Luke Daniel, Claire Dina, Jonathan Carter, Shambolic Adult, Philo Grep, Bridge Skirm, Sam Wally, Matt Huber, Raymond Quinn, Paul Timidewi, Brian Simpson, Francis Howell, A.P. Lynn, Martin Gregory, Adam Atkinson, H.O. and Shaw, Liz Reese, Rachel Bent, The Cat, Abigail Harden, Graham Hackland, Amanda Murray, Heinz, Samantha Benson, J. Elizabeth, Shaban, Matt Caffin, Ian Hales, Angela Foster, Swales, Ian Thompson, Nikki Genders, Charlie Neverson, Anthony Howe, Mark Garner, Rachel Bullmore, Sherry Crops, Gabriel Thomas, Claire, Flay Ivor, Hewitt, Kath Everard, Julia Page, Nikki Jones, Jewel Running, Cheryl Curran, Talisa Gibbon, Cassie Jones, Cordy Fell, Maria Wick, Stuart Stevens, Tony Howells, Matt Lisa, Claire Davis, Vicky Robbins, Tom, Alcott, Steve, Robinson, Jason Spinks, Victoria Magnus, Penny Simpson, Victoria Dick. There we go. We said we needed something with a lot of lyrics, and that has got about the most lyrics of any song going. So I thought that would be a good option. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Running's BS and let us know why you particularly hate running this week. Somebody who did just that is Catherine Fenton, who said, Just listen to the new episode where you talked about brambles and overgrown trails. 
I would take blood any day over giant hogweed burns which blister when exposed Ooh. to UV light. Oh, that's that, that. There's a lot of that around, isn't there? Yeah, yikes. Got the sap from hogweed on me during my recent ultra, which then doesn't develop into blisters until 48 hours later. It can take months for the scarring to disappear and it can keep reacting with sunlight to blister again. Oh. Longer sleeves for a while for me. Gosh, is hogweed the one that looks like something else? Isn't there two plants that look very similar? One's hogweed yes. and one's, one's harmless. Yeah, I can't remember what that is, so we can't actually do any on a service here. But l- no. look that up if you're going trail running. Look up what giant hogweed looks like. I mean, generally you don't see it next to trails. It's definitely no. more in the kind of thicker stuff away from where people are, I think. Mm. But definitely look that up because you do not want scarring that keeps re-blistering every time it sees the sun so you gotta wear sleeves over it so you gotta irritate it and have sleeves on it instead oh that's horrible nasty that is nasty stuff martin josie at martin joy 101 says driving home after a trail run i get i can get muscle cramp in my right leg not fun especially on the freeway or as you british say motorway why does cramp have to hurt so much i think martin's in australia so he's oh i assumed american that'd be why yeah. uh yeah cramp is about the worst thing i learned when i was swimming that i can see why people drown when they get cramp mm. because dying from drowning is better than having cramp yeah <laughs> it's about the worst thing there is yeah i always find that after long races or like ultras or, or basically or, or race when i'm running on you know really working and i get cramp i get cramp in my feet and then when i try and sleep that night i have horrific vivid nightmares and i wake up and it's the cramp in my feet and i think it's something about like the pain and not being able to have like a i don't know something about it gives me nightmares so yeah yeah. i'm lucky i've never had cramp running actually i don't think i've ever had that but i've had i've woken up with cramp and that's the worst thing Mm. because you just wake up and your brain's on fire and you're like what has happened what has happened you have to like spend a few seconds thinking about what's wrong and then, like, oh, uh, calf, calf. Oh, the calf is bad. Oh, I need to stretch the calf. But yeah, that's that's horrendous. Yeah, definitely. I did very much enjoy in the Women's World Cup recently. One of the players uh, got cramp. And so her teammates, there was like the end of the game, they needed to win. So they just picked, they picked her up and just carried her off the pitch. So she's like <laughs> laughing to herself because it's quite funny. And they get to the touchline, drop her, run away. And as soon as she lands, obviously it jars her leg. She's like, ah, start screaming again. So that was <laughs> very much amused me. Salt's supposed to be good though. Salt for cramp. Apparently, apparently. that's a thing. Yeah, that's what I must be very do. salty. Yeah. Salty bastard. Helen Patricia says photos where your leg is bent as you land and your lip, cheeks, and rest of skin goes downwards. Just get me on the up and flying, please. Oh, I get yeah, I get that. Like the impact, the the sort of photo where the impact is being made is not it's not a good one usually. Yeah, everything's just on the downward of that kind of, uh, of that curve there. Yeah, I've got a few photos like that. I remember one I got straight away and as soon as I looked at it, I go, oh, that's my, what my dad looked like when he was 35. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, Leona Batten said, had a corner shop flapjack today. Perfect. Yes. Uh, she says, dodgy roots, aggressive dogs and knee pain. Not so perfect. Anyone else get the fear that an aggressive dog is somehow going to manage to leap the gate they're barking at you from behind? Uh, in brackets, she has, is that possible? How high can dogs jump? Are farm dogs in the UK all bark and no bite? Is there a le- legit chance that I will die? She's having a lot of thoughts here. <laughs> Landowners who don't maintain rights of way and actively seem to encourage people not to use them are BS. Yes, they are. Yes. Oh, the dog thing. Yeah, definitely. It made me laugh when we did the pig and we went past this this house. and It was one. It was like a house that was like slightly raised from the road. And they had um, one of those gates around it with like sort of, sorry, one of those fences around it, like a metal fence with sort of gaps in it. And mm. this little pug was just standing in between the gap, just going like that. It says, so uh, yeah, not too not too scary but he was he thought he was he was defending his castle you know but hey, I thought, well, you know what none of you got in so he's doing his exactly. doing his job right he, he did it yeah he, he, he sure scared us off i saw a great post the other day though on like a ultra running forum i'm on it's from america it was from america and it was about i can't remember the name of the breed now but they're these massive white got livestock guardian dogs so they they tend to in mm. america they will just be roaming among the livestock um protecting them from 
the big scary animals they have in America, like wolves, bears. Yeah, I've seen those, yeah those yeah, dogs are amazing. They're massive. So I saw one of the uh, one of the ultras that was out in one of these areas on their instructions for the race had a picture of one of these dogs and was like, "This is this particular breed. They're a livestock guardian. Do not approach them. Do not try and stroke them. They are trained to protect their livestock. This is not a dog you can just go up and stroke." And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Like things we don't really have pets. to think about too much. Yes, they are not pets. Yeah. <laughs> but they're great because they're the kind of dogs that they just leave them out in the field yeah. and they don't have to do anything with them. So it might be like something like an Anatolian Shepherd. Yeah, something like that. Akbash. That's another mm-hmm. common, a bit like that as well. Yeah, a lot of these kind of European type sheepdogs. Yeah, they're incredible. They just, you just leave them and they just do their own thing and they yeah. know what to do. I love those. You don't destroy them though. And the the, the landowners not maintaining rights of way is just like, I hate that. And I hate, like, like that situation I was in when you're not sure whether you're even in a right of way sometimes. It's like, well, there's a sign there, but it doesn't, I don't feel like I should be here. Yeah, it's one of those, you see one of those really old discs that's on the on the mm. gates that like the council put up in 1994 mm. and forgot about. And it goes through someone's land, but like the styles are completely broken and there's no path there anymore. And you, mm. you just think like, I'm, it must be, you know, there there was a style here at some point, so it must be a path. Mm. But they're clearly hoping that everyone forgets about it so they won't have to maintain it. Mm. I mean, one thing to be aware of, which I don't know whether this is true or not. This is, again, just something I've read on Facebook. Um, but apparently landowners can request to shut off the right of way for like X number of weeks or months if they've got like... So that like they've got a bull that needs to be in mm. that field for a particular reason. So that's the only field they've got and they've got like a bull or, or whatever. So if you see a sign up saying this right of way is closed, it may be genuinely closed for a mm. particular reason, like a bull or something. So Yeah, I'm yeah. sure for safety reasons there's a thing, but uh, there is a whole load of legislation mm. I kind of know a little bit about and I could go into, but it's really quite dull. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you do need to maintain those rights of way and make sure they are on maps or they will go away. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might have been around for hundreds of years, but... If uh, Landos can get away with it for another few years, uh, people not using them, then they will disappear, which is yeah. a real shame. Yeah. Sarah Yansha says, hi, running is BS team. <laughs> team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you asked why running is BS in my location. I run in Auckland, New Zealand, and it's winter here. Winter means 16 Celsius during the day. Defo shorts and t-shirt weather for running, definitely. But there are frequent rain showers. Frequent here means getting soaked three times during a 50-minute run. And it's sunny in between. Try getting dressed for that. Such BS. P.S. English is not my native language and I listen on 1.5 speed. That's very weird. Christ. I don't think I'd be able to listen to myself back on that speed and know what I was saying, so... I think very occasionally I've tried it on different podcasts and it sounds really, really strange. I mean, when we get to the when we get to the music, it must be absolute gibberish. Yeah. So I've listened to podcasts for I listened to one on like one point one speed for a while just to get a little bit quicker, and you kind of get used to it and tune into it, and it's fine. As soon as any music starts, you just it stands out massively. So she's obviously just completely ignoring the music. Yeah, which you know I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Oh shit! Running news. Wow, you did something different. I know, I know. I had to. I had to. <laughs> You've just been going squeaky for the last six months. It was I nice. I know, I know. I, you know what? I got to the point where I was just so like, fucking sick of it. I'm like, you know, just I can't keep thinking of new things to do. But I'm, I thought, you know what? We haven't had too much content today. Let's just sort of let's get the creative juices flowing and do something different for bullshit running news. Done it too much. Can't be thinking of new things to do. We kind of really sums us up at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of can't be thinking of new things to do, not much news this week. Not much. Um, so, so yeah. But some important stories nonetheless, I guess. So a picture of a triathlete on her period has gone viral. So Emma Pallant-Brown took to Instagram last week to share a photo from a race on the 19th of May. as She was competing in the PTO European Open Triathlon in Ibiza in Spain. So in the picture, she had a blood, a small blood stain on the bottom of her pink and blue swimsuit as she was on her period. Her post came after the photo first went viral earlier this month uh, when it was shared by the uh, professional triathletes organisation PTO's Instagram. So in the caption, she expressed her gratitude to her peers uh, who have reached out to praise the image and its meaning. And she said, humbled by the amount of messages I've had from both men and women, I'm going to give menstrual cups another go. 
About the unglamorous reality of racing on your period, she wrote, this is a true female sport and the more barriers we can break through, the better. It's kind of nice, actually, that it was shared originally by the PTO, by the Professional Triathletes Organization. They didn't look at that and think, oh, that's not quite the image we want. They actually, well, perhaps they didn't notice or they were just like, well, it doesn't matter or... They were really specifically right. No, but this is the photo we need to share because of this. Yeah, it's no, it's no different from seeing like people with blood. It's not a lot of blood, basically. You know, it's, yeah. it's no different. It's not from... like blood, blood pouring down people's faces, which no. a lot of other people share. Because, well, I mean, they're funny to be fair, but no, exactly. And these things do happen. I imagine, like, I don't do triathlon because I hate swimming and I hate cycling. I hate running as well. But I you hate know. running. Yeah. <laughs> But I imagine that must be a real ball ache if you'd sort of come on your period during all of that, you know, the swimming bit, the cycling bit, the running. Like, it sucks if you're running, but to have to do all those things and to be wearing certain clothes and stuff and in and out of the water, that must really suck. So, and part of the reason why it must suck is to have to prepare for that that eventuality. Mm. Just the fact that she's just gone, you know what, yep, it happened and it's fine, you know. Yeah, it shouldn't be a big deal and it's kind of nice that it's out there. Uh, a bit more and is a bit more public yeah yeah definitely uh we was another one here a little bit of an older story but new to us so we're yeah. gonna share it uh, a spanish women's race sorry after giving the winner a food processor i love it <laughs> the 7k carrera de la moya issued a statement on twitter saying it hadn't considered the kitchen appliance donated by a sponsor would have sexist implications uh the race name is 7k women's race uh, so it's only women in the race um they said the choice of prize went largely unnoticed until Angela Rodriguez, Spain's Secretary of State for Equality, tweeted that the winner had received a food processor and others were given 0% fat products. She said, if you win, housewife. And if not, at least you'll lose weight. Uh, the race has previously featured T-shirts with the slogan, today the girls win. <laughs> I can kind of, I can see the T-shirt thing, but it, it's a little bit lame. And it's sort Today of like, the girls it's sort of like, yeah, the girls win because the girls are the only ones doing yeah, this. It, it is because like, it's a girls' race. Yeah, yeah so. d- despite the fact there are many sports where women outperform men as well, and we've yeah. spoken about this before. It's so patronising. It's so patronising. Not like the t-shirt could have been spun in a different way. Like, oh, this is for women. This is about women. Da-da-da. Not today. The girls win. Like girls as well. Like how old? Yeah. What are they all under sixteen or something? Like, what do you mean girls? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it's just a bit bit lame. Is yeah. is a food processor? I mean, if it, if there had been a men's race and the men had won, I don't know something different. And the women had one a kitchen appliance. That would be that would very much stand out. But as a sink, as a standalone thing, I think it's just a bit. I think it's just tone deaf. I think it's just a silly yeah. thing. Like it just, it's not really thinking how this might be perceived. I think it's probably very innocently. It just so happens that's the that's the sponsor. Yeah, a company but, came forward and said, "Yeah, we'll sponsor yeah. you." And they, oh, great, fantastic. Have you got some prizes? Yeah, we'll give you some appliances because that's what we do. We're an appliance company. Yeah, and and the art- oh, great, great, a prize. And yeah, the article talks about like it's about nutrition and running and things like that. And I get that. It's just like okay, but reflect on what this is now. Like, be, like think about this a bit more carefully and realize that yeah, yeah. it doesn't really seem quite right. <laughs> yeah, and zero percent fat products as well. Kind of yeah, at the end of a race sends a little bit of the wrong message doesn't it yeah, i think when you're when you're like aiming something towards a marginalized group of any form you just need to think carefully about some of these things don't you and how it might be read like if it was like a mixed gender uh race then yeah like i don't really see that why that's an issue but yeah it's really tone deaf <laughs> yeah a little unfortunate mm. never mind yeah anyway what have you got coming up next I'm not doing races, okay. all right? Okay. I've got like four weeks left. I'm not going to do any more races. Okay. The murder mile is coming up and I'm not, oh, I'm resisting. It's quite close to me and it's only a mile, but it is up a very large hill. So I'll probably go there and support instead. And I expect to see Elle Druitt there because she tweeted saying she was considering it, seeming like it was a mad idea. And it's not a mad idea. It's a very good, fun idea. So I should be there supporting. I'm not, I'm going to really try and resist doing it because... I need to stop bloody racing. I need, to, as I keep saying, I need to stop racing and start running because mm. that will actually help me. Um, I need to do my final long run before that ultra. I'm going to go for maybe like 25 miles. I haven't really mm. thought about where yet, but I need to actually go out and do a really, really stupid long run. So 
Hmm. That's fun for me. I need to plan that and see if anyone will keep me company, basically, because I don't want to be on my own because I get bored. Amy, <laughs> you have got a really big ultra. Ugh. Yep, the Edom is next Saturday. I'm worrying about a relatively flat 45 miler. You've got a hairy 50 miler. Yep, yep, yep. It's like, well, it, it's going to be like 8,000 feet of elevation, which isn't too bad. It's only 2,000 feet more than the 30 miler. I mean, that is being... quite a lot though, isn't it? Yeah, it but it's over 50 miles. It'll be fine. It'll, it's going to be absolutely fine. I like the way you know, yeah, it's over 50 miles, though, so it'll be okay. 50 miles isn't okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the end of next Saturday and it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Everything will be Gucci. I will, yeah, I'll still be running at 1 a.m. and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, so aim for 17 hours because that, that'll finish you at midnight. Yeah. I can't go into Sunday. I can't. Yeah, it will be a bit funny, though, won't it? It won't. For, well, for us, it will. <laughs> I know. Put yourself will... in my shoes. That is funny. There will be content. There will be content generated. So, yeah. And the, the weather is looking shit all next week and into Saturday. So that won't oh, be fun. Oh, yeah. It could, it be, could be a bit sticky. I mean, I prefer it to be raining than boiling hot, though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's it. Just just a 50-mile race. Just the furthest I've ever Let's run. Let's run some predictions to see how far you'll get or how long you'll take. Yes. Yeah, which, thank... You know, I'm glad we're changing to these sort of predictions because, yeah. again, how many people didn't think I'd even get this far? How many people didn't think I'd finish, well, start, let alone finish mm-hmm. four ultras? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. fuck you. Fuck you. And you know what I'm going to do on my fire? I'm saying this now. If I complete this one, which I might not do, so this is, I'm, I'm putting this out there because I might not even complete this one. I might not be able to. If I manage to complete my final ultra, everyone that said I, I couldn't, I'm going to put your name on a fucking t-shirt and say you're all bastards and I'm going to run my last one with all your names on my t-shirt. Yeah, I think run across the finish line, middle fingers up and just shout, yeah. fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. That'll, make a, that'll, make, that'll really definitely make their, their video for Facebook. Yeah, I'm going to have that pole printed out onto a t-shirt. I'm going to yeah. wear it across the finish line. <laughs> if I get through this one, again, it's all hypothetical because who knows, I might not even get through this one. <laughs> who knows yeah. yeah well if you have enjoyed this Porsche you can visit runningisbs.com you can see our show notes the links from this episode I definitely recommend that by the way that triathlete uh, period story there's loads more in there about kind of uh, being underweight and overweight and worrying about training and loads of that stuff it's a really really good article uh, we didn't mention back then uh, you can also see the rest of our back catalogue and links to our Patreon our merch store and our social media bye bye I will fucking nutty if it comes near me. <laughs>